Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. It is the big show here, Bullfrog Spas, and uh, we hope everybody's having a terrific Friday. We've had a great show today. Bowler was in uh, for the first couple of hours, and we may get him back in a bit, but uh, we've had a lot of fun. Austin back in the studio running the thing. And why don't we go right out to the zone phone and talk with uh, somebody who knows a little bit about BYU football. Got a big game coming up on Thursday night. Tanner Mangum on the phone. Tanner, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Gord. Well, uh, I, I got to say this. Uh, Tanner is not only an expert on BYU football, but he's also uh, decided uh, one day to, to uh, propose to my daughter and uh, became my son-in-law. So, Tanner, uh, I would just wanted to punt that out there in front of everybody so they know what the relationship is. Hey, totally fair. Totally fine with me. So, Tanner, uh, as you reflect upon your experience in the BYU-Utah game, being around it, seeing what happens in it, what what, uh, reflections do you have? Well, I think first and foremost, and I think this is pretty well known, especially among the the fan bases, is that every game has, in, in the last, 10 years or so has been extremely close. Um, obviously, BYU has been on the losing end the last eight years in a row now. But even with those losses, every game has been within one score. And so regardless of the rankings, regardless of what team is, is projected to win or who's the favorite or who's the underdog, the games always end up being closely matched. And so I don't see this year being any different, despite – Utah being obviously a clear favorite, and, and, and understandably so, with the returning returning starters that they bring back. Um, even that, even with the rankings, I still see it being a, a close, a closely fought game. And uh, but, but that, for me, as, as a former player, being a player, that that it amps you up because you know during during the week you, you have to be in your A game, you have to be prepared because you know it's going to be a fight. So to what do you attribute that? Uh, is it the emotion? Because a lot of people think that Utah has more talent than BYU as being a part of the Pac-12, that uh, they have more better players. So how is it that BYU has not been able to win, but they've been able to make these games oh so close? Is that is that determination? Is it emotion? Is it focus? What is it? That's a good question. It's, it's, I think it's a combination of a lot of things, but it is interesting that – it's it's this rivalry with teams, you know, 45 minutes apart. Uh, and they have a lot of similar um, you know, close ties with coaches who have played at both schools. There's a lot of relationships with players on both teams that are friends with each other, that grew up with each other. It's almost like 
you know, we're, we're living in each other's backyard and it's like, we're just playing backyard football with, you know, two brothers and it, it always ends up being uh, a, a closely fought match. And I think there's, I think this, the two teams, BYU and Utah, I think they match up well together. Um, despite maybe on paper, Utah having uh, more talent, I guess, if you look at uh, you know, the, the caliber of players, they match up well. Utah obviously has very perennial, uh, perennial perennially stout defense, uh, very, very tough defensively. Um, offense can be a little bit inconsistent at times. But then I think it goes it goes the same way with BYU. I think had some good defenses, but then a little bit inconsistent in, in, in the offensive game. And so I, I just think the two teams, the two staffs and personnel, I just think there's a it's a close matchup, which provides for those close close games. Is it different? What's it feel like in the locker room before these games? Is there a different feeling, or is it uh, another game? How do the players go about their business leading up to it? Uh, it's, it's definitely uh, there's definitely more to it than it's it's a lot different than any normal game, and I think if you don't see it that way, uh, you're maybe in denial a little bit. But I think just with with the the nature of the rivalry, it's it's intense, it's heated. Uh, I think oftentimes it can get a little bit more blown out of proportion amongst fan bases as opposed to the players themselves. But regardless, it's still an intense game, and and you you want to win. Um, it's there's a lot of passion that goes into it because you know especially in recent years with with Utah dominating uh, you know at BYU you know BYU BYU wants to win they want to break the streak they're tired of being on the losing end and so there's a lot of uh, enthusiasm passion energy work that goes in and I think especially this year with the, with the Utah game being the first game of the year it's been on BYU's minds the entire season the entire off season. Uh, since since last season ended, it's been the primary focus is getting ready for Utah, and so I think, and I'm sure it's the same way with with Utah's team, and so I think both sides are going to be well prepared and uh, ready to go for for another a good another good battle. Tanner Rangham joins us here on the big show. Tanner, yeah, they've made BYU players have made no secret of what you just said. It seems like it has been on their minds, and they're not afraid to talk about it. I think that there's a there's a component of honesty to that that I think is welcome, and it seems as though they are really using this. They they were you guys were up twenty seven seven late in the third quarter last year, and that got away from you. And Utah won again. Uh, it, it seems as though some BYU folks believe that that one got away, and uh, it, it just you guys just didn't close it. Yeah, that that was a very tough loss to take. Uh, you know, anytime you're up by 20 points in the second half and you lose a game is, is devastating. And, and to have it happen in a rivalry game against Utah was, was heartbreaking. Uh, there wasn't a soul on our team who, who wasn't feeling really disheartened and just flat out disappointed after that game. Uh, but I think it's going to serve as a, as a lot of fuel for this upcoming matchup. I think that that tough loss was, was left a really bitter taste in the team's mouth. And so the, all season long, they've been looking to, uh, to improve, to learn from those mistakes that were made in the second half, to, uh, to, to get better in, in, um, you know, in finishing games out. And I think it's going to serve as a, as a powerful motivator for, for BYU side, at least, to, uh, to avenge that, that, uh, that tough loss. 
do the players ever think about the streak? It's been eight straight now, or is that something that uh, they uh, they put out of their minds when game time comes around, or is it something that is inside some folks' minds? Uh, I, I think to a certain degree, it's it's on our minds, it's on the team's mind because it's it, it, like I've mentioned before. We're, we're tired of losing. BYU's tired of losing that. BYU wants to be able to come out on top. And so, you know, we might not worry about the exact number of, of the streak, but at the end of the day, BYU is looking to, to, you know, flip, flip it again and, and get on back, get back in the win column. And, but, you know, at the same time, you can't get too caught up in it because if you let it, if you let it be, take, take it outside of your game, if you let it really affect your preparation mentally, it can throw you off. So, as, as intense as the rivalry game is, and as seriously as as, as the both as both teams take it, and they recognize it, it kind of it can become more than just a regular game. At the end of the day, when it comes to your preparation and your gameplay, you still have to treat it one play at a time. You still have to just do your job, know your assignment, and and uh, and, and not play outside of yourself, and not do anything differently that you wouldn't do normally. And so, I think that's going to be. A test this year is to see how teams, how the teams handle that with all the emotion, with all the hype, and all the noise that's going to be going on in, in, in Lavelle Stadium next week. It's going to come down to which team can execute the best. And despite the uh, the energy and the noise, you got to be able to focus and uh, and execute and do your job. And whoever does that the best and manages the hype, I think will come out on top. Okay, so a couple of attendant questions with what you just talked about. One is, what is it like to play in front of sixty some thousand fans? I mean, what for a lot of these guys, they're young. What is that like, Tanner? Because many of our listeners don't can't relate to that. Yeah, it's 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 a feeling that's hard to describe. Uh, it's it's exhilarating, and I think a lot of people don't understand what it is like to to, to hear the roar, um, to hear the uh, the disappointment, the excitement, uh, you know, for the for the, the cheers and the touchdowns, and also the, the disappointment when when things don't go your way. It's, it's it's a weird stadium, a weird uh, feeling to to experience, but it, but for me it was just uh, inspiring. It was exhilarating. It's, it's something that you, as a kid, you dream about being able to play in front of you know just massive amounts of fans, and it's, it's it's exciting. It's an experience unlike any other. But it also can, for some, it can it can create uh, feelings of uh, of anxiety. It can it can create. Uh, stressful situations, but I think the successful players are the ones that can manage that, that can that enjoy that feeling of being in the spotlight. That don't worry about the fans in the stands, that they just focus on their game and they, they focus on their individual jobs. And I think uh, most experienced players, and, and which which I think BYU and, and both Utah have a lot of experienced players who have played in big games, have played in big stadiums. Uh, I think they'll be able to under, understand and, and be able to to take that and not let it affect their game. Uh, that, that's what that's one thing that senior leadership can help with is just being able to uh, inspire and exude a calming presence amongst the teams, uh, being able to calm players down and, and just get them focused and then uh, get get them ready to do their jobs. But that being said, it, it's still an exhilarating feeling and experience playing in front of a, an excited stadium like that. Tanner, when we talk about these things uh, privately, you've always been up front with uh, your answers and, and honest. 
So let me ask you this, and you know some of the guys along that offensive line, obviously uh, from your past experience with them. Can that offensive front handle Utah's defense uh, the defensive line? Well, obviously Utah, it seems like it's, it's weird. I feel like every year their defensive line reloads and gets better, and then every year it's a topic of conversation both amongst analysts and commentators as well as the the teams and staff themselves you know in game preparation we we have to think about how you know how we're going to attack the front you know how we're going to utilize the run game uh what protections we need to worry about and so it's 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 a it's something that goes into the game plan and they have they have some obviously very talented players uh but i but i do have confidence in BYU's line i think the there's a lot of returning starters that have experience now that that played they got a lot of valuable game experience last year they're bigger. They're stronger. Uh, I think the coaching staff is is, is also in, in improved as far as e- as each year goes on. The coaches get better as well. They they gain experience. They gain wisdom uh, from their from their experiences, uh, both good and bad. And so I think uh, I think it'll be uh, something to watch for sure. Uh, definitely, as the game goes on, it'll be interesting interesting to see which side, which front. Uh, starts to wear down, or 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 if one front uh, starts to gain momentum as the game goes on, that'll be something to keep your eye on as the game progresses. Last question for you, Tanner. What did you see in Zach Wilson early on, and how do you think he'll develop as a quarterback? And what kind of performance do you expect out of him Thursday night? Well, I think everyone sees it. He he has a swagger about him. He's he's very confident. He's a competitor. He's he's uh, very confident in his abilities, and he and he thrives in in the spotlight. Um, he he makes big plays because he's very athletic, but he's also a, a really really talented thrower of the ball. And so it, you know it wasn't surprising to see him have the success that he did last season, just because he not only is he talented, but he also works hard. And so that combination alone will will set you up for success. And I know that he's been putting in a lot of work this off season. That obviously there was talk. Of, of how he would handle his his recovery with his with his shoulder, but uh, I'm not worried about that at all. I, I think he is in a good position. He um, he as well as the, the the weapons around him are that much more confident this year in, in their abilities and much more comfortable with the offense. Uh, I think going into year two, they're going to take some big strides as an offense, and so I think he's going to have a great year. And I think it's it's going to be. Uh, a good, a good start for the season for him, and, and he's he's the type of uh, player that that thrives and succeeds in, in these types of situations. And so I'm I'm excited to see what he does on the field out there on Thursday. Okay, so Tanner, we're going to have you on all season long as a football analyst. We appreciate you doing that, and we'll look forward to your analysis moving forward. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Okay, see you later on. Thanks, Tanner. Appreciate it, Tanner Mangum. Former BYU quarterback, uh, I, I think he's Austin. He's going to have some insights that he can pass along. Some of this stuff that that maybe sometimes some analysts don't really think about. I think the fact that he can speak from firsthand experience about what it's like to be in the middle of this rivalry, to be playing in front of that many fans with the national with the national TV, the cameras on him, and all that stuff. I find that part of the game fascinating, and I think he'll be able to to add insight in that regard. Yeah, Gordon, uh, about his junior year, I started thinking, boy, whenever his playing career ends, 
I want him on the Big Show Weekly because he's just a smart. He he speaks well. He speaks plainly. Yet he knows the intricacies and makes it simple for the listener. And someone like me who didn't play football at a high high level. I need it simple, but still not talking to me like I'm dumb. I like the way Tanner breaks down the game. Yeah, his career didn't pan out like a lot of people expected it to, but he's still really good at analyzing the game. I'm excited to have him on. It will be on every Monday at 4 o'clock throughout the season. All right, that's exactly what's going to happen. So, All right, let's turn our attention to Dan, the hot tub man. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but uh, Dan, we'll take it's, it. it's always fun to come here and see what you got going on at Bullfrog Spas. Tell our listeners what you do have going on. You have like the biggest sale of the year. Right it's now. always it's always great to have the big show here. So thanks for thanks for coming. Yeah, this is you know Labor Day is it's kind of the kickoff of not just football season but hot tub season, and so this is one of our really big sales events of the year where we we go through our inventory and we mark it all down. So if we have any scratch and dents left, last year's models, refurbs, that type of thing. Plus, in addition to the great savings that you'll get on the Labor Day sale, there are factory rebates that we that we add over the top of that. So, you know, as an example, we were talking earlier about this A9L. It's a new spa this year. It's our biggest model, a 10-person spa, savings of $5,000 off of MSRP, plus an additional $1,000 rebate. So, great time to consider putting a bullfrog spa in your backyard. I got my eyes on that uh, spa. As you know, I have a bullfrog spa and uh, have loved it. My family loves it, but I think I might love that one more. Yeah, it's it's a neat it's a neat configuration. It's got it's got great seating, great jetting, and and uh, seven of our famous removable jet packs. So a lot of opportunity to choose which jets go in your spa initially to update it, change it over time, that type of thing. Tell our listeners about the jet pack technology because that's really cool. Yeah, you know, at this point in in the hot tub industry, Bullfrog Spas is known as really the innovator, and it all it all started over twenty years ago with the jet pack, which is has evolved over time but it's a removable seat back where as as the spa owner you get to choose your therapy that we've got 17 different jet packs to choose from some focus on your upper back your lower back neck and shoulders and when you when you buy your own hot tub you're going to find as you know that there's one or two seats in there that you like the best maybe one or two seats that your spouse likes the best your kids everyone get to set up the jet pack they like and the seat that they like and it really becomes a much more custom experience okay so how can our listeners take advantage of this uh, sale that you have going on where should they go where can they go where the where the where are the locations yep. uh, where they can take advantage of yep. these great our, deals any of our factory stores all up and down the wasatch front so springville orem bluffdale salt lake layton logan north ogden or we also have a, a tent set up. You'll look for the big yellow Bullfrog Spas tent in the Provo Town Center parking lot right now. That's an additional location for this Labor Day sale. So we'll be here at the factory at the Bluffdale location till 7 o'clock tonight. And these uh, offers are available now through Labor Day at any of these factory locations. Give that address out here. Yeah, we, so, we, we have jazz swag we can get yeah, we, to. Yeah, we, we do still have shirts and hats left here. 668 West. One four six zero zero south. So just take the uh, Bluffdale exit of I fifteen, head west, and you'll see us on the north side there. All right, we'll talk with you again. Thanks, Gordon. Show. Appreciate Thank you, it. Dan. We'll be right back on a big show. This is DJ and PK.
Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. From an alumni perspective, how much does this streak get under your skin? It's gotten to the point where it's everything. For a lot of years, I heard fans make comments to the effect of, well, all I care is if we beat Utah. I don't care about anything else. And it drove me nuts. And as crazy as it is that I never thought I would get to that point, I've gotten to that point. I don't care about anything else. That's all I care about for this season. I don't care any other game on the schedule. This game, week one, is the one that I care about. I'm so sick of losing to those guys for so many years. It's all I care about. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. the big show on a Friday. We're at Bullfrog Spas having a good time. Football season is right around the corner. Utah BYU kicking it off six days from now. That's hard to believe. I mean, you look forward to it, but it is right around the corner. College football games this weekend. Uh, all kinds of stuff to uh, get excited about. And speaking of getting excited or exercised, as it were, Earlier today on our station, uh, Scotty G asked for predictions on Football Friday from uh, Coach Mack and Alema, and uh, it sort of got a little bit out of hand. So we have a special treat for you. Give this a listen. Oh, some predictions. Predictions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Alema's already made his yeah, prediction. And, you know, last time I did this, you know, I get I get concerned looks from hands and scattered like, oh, man, don't don't dig this hole. Don't do this. Um, and it happens, too, in the other rivalry game, which is against Utah State, the Aggies. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have anything inflammatory, really, to share with our audience today. This is very pragmatic when you look at these two teams and where they're at. Beginning of the season, the University of Utah's got to figure out they haven't to this point who their offensive line is. And that could be a problem, maybe even for the first few games. For, you I'm know, sorry. Coach, not yet. I'm not sorry. your turn yet, Coach. It's not but your turn yet. I'm sorry, but it's not. <laughs> That is not a concern. Okay, so erase that one off your list. Okay. You're taking that off right yeah, now? I'm taking that one off. Are they now, ready for Tyrus Tonga? Huh? Are they ready for, for Tonga? Or the big guy? Yes. No hey, problem. Coach, coach <laughs> I'm starting no to get problem. a little fired up here because yeah, but this is time. Right, right it's now, time that, now. Hey, hey. That sugar from that cookie. Right now, that has incensed me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you, I mean, are you triggered? <laughs> I'm triggered. Oh, we got a bunch of dogs in the office. Hey, they're calling you guys at Utah a bunch of dogs. You're not. <laughs> you, can, you go down and you got you can hey, go down to BYU hey, and have a free lunch. That offensive line is not ready. The Utah offensive line. Is not ready for what they will see okay. coming up on Thursday. I'm are you guys you right now? Are, I hope okay. you guys are hearing that. This guy's. This guy's, it, this guy's you go guy's, ahead and put that on the bulletin board in the locker room okay. at the University of Utah. Oh, that offensive, offensive line is not ready. Oh, they're Lemma. not ready yet. Oh, they, they, I really want to offense, help you right you now. You know this as an offensive lineman. You, you know what? The, the, it takes time for them to gel and for them to come together and operate as one. And if, <laughs> if they are not ready, and I don't think they are, if they are what? not ready, then, then they're, they're, they're going to see an attack you, coming I, at them hey, to collapse. 
Kalani Sataki is drying up at this moment for this game. This is the year that we will take out the University of Utah. This is the end of their run at the top of the state. <laughs> this is the end. Oh, and my, I haven't. I'm my just going to start. I, I, all hey, lines oh, Let me talk to you yeah, I'm sick about to my Zach stomach. Wilson and what he's ready to do oh, okay. against the University of Utah. Oh. After that sour experience last year that had some bright moments, this kid let's is say, repaired. Let's, let's throw a five-yard hitch over there on the ready. corner. A man-to-man corner. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Man-to-man hey, corner. Hey. Let's throw a hitch. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not talking about history. I'm talking about the future. And on Thursday night, and when we join together on Friday, I will bring some Kleenex because the Cougars are coming back. Okay. (laughs) My God. So, like, what are the Kleenexes for? You know, the Kleenex is for Coach Mack. He'll be crying. (laughs) This is it. This is it, 24 to 21. Similar to most games in this series, it will be a close game. The Cougars win it 24 to 21. Write it down. Hans almost had a Hans Alema, I love you so much right now. I love it. Yes. I love it. Lloyd back there is like, I don't even need to manipulate anything on the audio. I'm telling you right now, I was a little apprehensive going into it. As soon soon as I started, I started rolling. There's two policemen coming into a red. So, Coach Mack, it it feels like you kind of agree with Alema. Yes. Coach, Coach Mack is on board. Yeah. Hey, 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 you can take put the that, lemma put with that, you. Hey, Lloyd, 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 I want you to put that together. And then at the end, I want you to have Coach Mack say, this is Coach Mack, and I approve of this message. You're talking garbage. You're like the garbage man. I will. I will. I will admit that Lemma talking about Utah's offensive line, there's been major concerns. And you're saying, Coach. Early on. And it, it, that doesn't mean that down the line they're not going to win the, the, the Pac-12 championship this year. But it's going to take time for that line to develop. And I'll tell you what, they're going to get a handful come next Thursday. Woo! Kyrus Tonga. And company. <laughs> well, Kyrus, hey, Kyrus is going to get tired after the first quarter. Hey, hey, Coach. <laughs> coach. Oh, jeez. Coach. Yeah, Cougars. I hope you're listening. I want Tyrus. Hey, I want that. I want that up on in the in the locker room. Kyrus, you need yeah. to have another sandwich. Oh. No, he needs to. You know, you know, Kyrus. He told he eats Lupulu. horse. He talked about immediately. All he yeah. does is eat horse. Horse to the pulu. Why? He does eat horse. Yeah. But hey, I tell you what. Hey, I love Kyrus. He's a good. He's a great kid. He's a heck of a player, man. All right, so coach, heck of a player, and a beast. Big, big. Is he as good as Lucky Foto? No. Ooh, no. I see. I like that challenge right there. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's put him in a wrestling match or something. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but but okay. I I listened to what you had to say. No. I I, okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Counter counterpoint. Yeah. Counterpoint. <laughs> Whatever. It's kind of like yeah. 2020. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's like program. the debate. Yeah. Yeah. So, first of all, the offensive line at Utah will show up and play extremely well. And they, are, they are ready. They've been ready. They'll be ready. 
The tight end position at Utah is very good. You're going to see a little different offense than what you've seen in the past. Okay, the tight end will be more of a more more of a uh, weapon in this offense. Okay, the tailback they got four good tailbacks. Yeah. They're all good, really good players. I don't know how good the wide receivers are. Okay, so and then defensively. To me, they got no weaknesses on defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, kicking game maybe with the with the field goal guy. The field goal guy could that could be costly because all of a sudden they got a a walk on guy from UCLA that won the kicking job. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they. I think the game will, will be a close game. I think it's going to be a good football game because opening games usually you never see a blowout in an opening game because both teams are prepared. BYU has more motivation for this game than Utah does, you know, because it's kind of like the shoes on the other foot from where from the history, you know, going back mm-hmm. history, where BYU typically walk walk into our stadium like they owned it. Yeah, you know, they walk around cocky and yeah. everything, complain yeah. about the carpet. Yeah, complain about the carpet, or <laughs> or they didn't they didn't like what they had for lunch, or they you know, something. <laughs> Calm like down that. there, Morgan. Yeah, and and until. Until, until the, what, what did you say? Nothing, sorry, that's <laughs> what, he didn't say anything. What, 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 he, he didn't say anything. He mouthed something. Yeah. Like, Go on and, and continue talking about uh, the, the, the mentality that BYU used to have. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Well, okay, well, so so now Utah's going to walk into your stadium yeah. down there where you two boys played, right? Yeah. Like they own it because they do. <laughs> so they're going to walk in there feeling pretty confident. Yeah. And and uh, is that a good thing? Uh, no, not not particularly. No, because it it uh, so the motivation the more the the BYU has more motivation for this game than say Utah does. I think I think coach is going to pick BYU to win. It sounds no, like that to me. Well, it, no. Does it sound like that to you? It sounds like that to me. Seems like he's starting yeah. to argue himself yeah. into it. But, yeah, but Utah has a better better team always they always have a better team i, I mean even you're not you know, arguing that the talent level back. is, is the talent level is always better all right for 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 utah that's that's not you know and that's in and, and if you're if you're going on paper then they should win by 30 every no, year no 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 no, no. The, the talent, the talent discrepancy between these two teams. Okay, wait a minute. Let's let's say, wait, 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 wait. You already had your deal. <laughs> you, you need to shut up for a while. Okay. So, hey, you see, hey, you had your turn. Hey, you had your turn. Now it's my turn. So all of a sudden, that's gonna be hey, a drop. Hey, yeah. hey, so all of a sudden, uh-oh. we pop. <laughs> Quiet you up for a minute. Okay, okay. And I'm being very polite. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I mean, you know, being, uh, it's kind of like the Democrats. We yeah. got eight of them up there arguing yeah. about about what you're going to give. Yeah, yeah. who's going to be the next president? Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you never can figure out what they said. Mm. So, so anyway, but okay, the walking confident. What else? Okay. What else, Coach? What else you got? Well, I got the fact that better athletes, better players. Yeah, I think. I think they'll come in and play. I think Utah will come in and play extremely well. Yeah. I think that it'll go down to the fourth quarter, and uh, we'll see which, which teams are more brave. Now, I will say this, that I know that Zach Wilson spent the last month and a half in San Diego. Yeah. 
And he was, and I know he was driving all the way down to L.A. to throw. Yeah. And then coming back to San Diego to rehab. Yeah. And I know that that uh, he did a great job of getting ready. And and, the, and he was working with, I think, one of the ex BYU guys, the quarterback guy. Yeah. But just a guy named John Beck. Yeah. Yeah. His dedication to mm-hmm. get himself ready. He looks good. All right, I don't even know what I can add to that. I, I I don't even know what to say. I mean, I will say this. Ron McBride is a state freaking treasure. That guy is. And, and Alima's rant there was classic, and it was unlike Alima. Usually he doesn't go out on a limb quite like that, but he certainly did in that conversation. When we come back, we'll talk about a couple of things each of them brought up as we break down the Utah-BYU game. Just six days away. Stay with us. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Rivalry game. Tensions running high. Davis is down by three with the ball. And I look over and there's this dog kind of running around. And the dog takes the field. And not only does he take the field, he leaves something on the field. (laughs) And one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. They were running plays while the dog was on the field. The loudest cheers of the night were while this dog was going on the field. And he was like, ah! Woo! Like, <laughs> look at all this grass. And this was the greatest moment of And then he was life. lighter, you know. Oh, he yeah, just... he ended up being a little lighter. Left a couple brownies on the 22-yard line. So I'm going to get the pooper scooper out here and let's get this thing underway. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. You try to get Welcome back to the big show. You heard that exchange in the last segment between uh, Ron McBride and Alima Harrington. It was entertaining, but it was also informative, I think. If you, <laughs> It was funny. It was funny, too. But uh, I thought some of the Alima basically said they didn't think the Utah offensive line was going to be prepared for Kairos Tonga and what the Cougars were going to do. It was going to take them time to, to develop and to sort of come together and play to their potential. He admitted that Utah is a better team. I think that's universally understood that there's more talent in the Utah program. But Max said that Utah will, will head down to Lavelle's place down there. And, and as though they own it. And he said BYU will be more motivated than Utah. See, if that's true, then it, then it shouldn't be. Because even though Utah has a long streak and whatnot, this is a special opportunity they have this season for an, for an extraordinary year. And so if they just waltz into, into Lavelle's, uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium and just sort of show up but don't really focus, then that, that could really mess up the start to what could be something special. So they should be every bit as motivated in spite of the fact that uh, they've won eight straight from the Cougars. Uh, Max said that he thought Utah would play really, really well. That's interesting to me because usually – over the past few seasons, when the Utes have started with lesser competition, they haven't played all that well, and it's difficult. The pros have their they have their preseason, they have all these practice games and whatnot, and these college kids they don't have anything like that. They just have scrimmages, and uh, but he thinks that they'll be 
at a peak performance right from jump. He said that uh, Zach Wilson had gone down to San Diego to work with John Beck. That's interesting. Beck uh, really knows the business, and uh, if Wilson's been uh, taking lessons from Beck, it'll be interesting to see how his progression moves forward from last year. Quarterback play is going to be huge in this rivalry game. What can Tyler Huntley do? What will Zach do? Uh, obviously, Utah is going to run the ball a lot, but but I think Tyler Huntley is still going to have opportunities for key plays to test BYU secondary to get some chunk yardage instead of just handing the ball off. Because BYU's defense knows Moss is going to get the ball. They're going to probably cheat up into the box with eight players up there, sometimes nine. And so Tyler Huntley will be able to do some damage both with his legs and with his arm. Uh, I think BYU is going to pass more than Utah will. The Cougars know what they're up against with the Utah defensive front. They'll test the linebackers, the linebackers. Those guys have talent, but... Maybe not all the experience in the world. So watch for BYU's passing attack. Jeff Grimes leading that thing to test those linebackers with short to medium routes, maybe some crossing routes, that kind of thing, to see what they can do. And watch for BYU to use the tight ends a lot. We can't wait until the game actually rolls around. Austin, uh, I don't don't know how you feel about it. Do you agree that Utah has the talent, but BYU might have some sort of emotional edge that will keep them in this game the way it's been seven of the last eight uh, games? Yeah, yeah, that and what Tony pointed out to me earlier today from 10 to noon was that this is not a seven-game series. This is a one-game, one-night go at it. BYU may be lacking in the overall depth, and that's how I define the talent as the overall depth. Utah can survive the war of attrition that is football better than BYU could in a single game or throughout the whole season. But this is just one game, and if BYU can stay healthy, they could have a shot to end this streak at eight. I really do think that. Now, it's going to be tough. It'd be hard. I've I've ranked Utah as their toughest opponent on their schedule this season, but I don't think that it's impossible for BYU to get it done in one night, one game go. All right, we'll close down the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for more with Bowler coming up next. But first, Dan, we're down here at your place, Bullfrog Spas. What's going on down here? We've got our annual Labor Day sale going, and uh, it's hard for me to believe that we're talking Labor Day, but we are. And this is a sale that uh, Utah spa owners and spa buyers wait for all year. They know this is one where we kind of pull out all the stops and have great offers, great discounts. Sometimes people hear about sales, but they there might be a little, they, they don't know whether it, it, it's real or not. What is the real difference between this opportunity and maybe others? Yeah, it's a, it, that's a great question. One of the most common questions I get asked, what's the best time of year to buy a hot tub? And, and you know, this, this type of a, a holiday shopping season is always a good time. And then, you know, the fact that we're going into spa use season motivates us. This is the time of year we like to see people kind of finish making those improvements to their yards you and know, put them in the backyard. The funny thing about that is sometimes people say, you get in the hot tub in the middle of winter and... I say, yeah, you just got to make it to the hot tub. I shovel a little snow, just a little walkway straight out to the hot tub. It's not that far away from our door. We love it, but we like it in the summer. We like it all the season. Yeah, absolutely. They're great. They're great to use year round. And uh, but that is for people that haven't owned a hot tub. That's 
it's often surprising to them that to have snowflakes the middle of the winter down on your great. head when you're in the hot tub. Yep. But it works. Yep. And there's nothing, you know, living here, there's nothing like spending a day skiing, snowboarding, come down, jump in the hot tub at the end of the day. There's there's nothing like it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know when I work out and I lift weights and I'm busy. Oh, I can tell. Running, you didn't have running. to you didn't have to tell me, Gordon. I yeah. can see it. I just dive into that <laughs> hot tub and love it. But the funny thing is that it's not just for me, it's been a family activity for my group and uh, it's a way to get together with the people you care the most about and how do you put a any kind of a dollar figure on the importance of that yeah at this at this point uh you know having you know this company's been at this for a little over 20 years at this point uh we we're known as a as a hot tub innovator we have some really technical engineering parts of our product that we're famous for but really what drives our business is what you just talked about there it's the it's the experiences that we're creating for for people for couples for families in their backyard that that you, it it would be difficult to put a price on them especially in today's crazy world it's nice to have a place to escape and get away from it all well dan as you know i'm not a spokesperson i'm not a spokesman i'm not an ad man uh no one's paying me anything to say anything but i bought a, a bullfrog spa a number of years ago before i ever met you right and have loved it ever since it works for me it works for my wife it works for our kids it works for our kids kids it works for our kids friends it's it's just a a, a terrific thing it's a great activity for everybody we we love we love hearing that so yeah now through labor day is a great time to come look at a bullfrog spot any of our factory locations we're all up and down the wasatch front where are you springville orem bluffdale salt lake layton logan north ogden during this sale now through labor day we also have a tent set up in the provo town center mall parking lot look for the big yellow bullfrog spas tent these labor day savings of up to five thousand dollars off of msrp and an additional thousand dollar labor day rebate are good now through labor day at any of those locations so this isn't talk man this is real savings of dollars this is a great time to 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 come and and look at a bullfrog spa and and get in while the selection's better all spas are on sale but uh, some of our inventory is discounted uh, a little bit deeper and that might be a scratch and dent spa that we didn't send to a dealer or refurbished spa. Great time to save some money on a bullfrog spa. All right, Dan, three words. I love mine. <laughs> and we love hearing that. Like I say, that's what motivates us to keep doing what we're doing. So thank yeah. you. All right, thanks. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. All right, that'll wrap up another edition of the Big Show. Craig Bowler, Jack. Bowler, thanks for sitting in. I do appreciate it. I just stepped back in the door to, to finish off the show. <laughs> it's good to see him. Hey, thanks for the invite. Austin gave me a call, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to fill, you know, Jake's shoes on the Big Show, but it's fun to come back, absolutely. Is it weird for you to come back and do the Big Show uh, since you and I were the ones that started the thing? You know, we did that. We started the Big Show 18 years ago. It's crazy. 
you know, crazy. Remember Sports Beat Sunday used to come on, yeah, you know, and and talk, and uh, you know, we we had a good time back in oh, those yeah. days. I think I got invited twice to go back to Sports Beat Sunday, and it's, I think it's still running, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? I'm I think it's sure. I think it's got it's running as long as Bonanza well, well, or Gunsmoke, <laughs> but but no, you know what? Sometimes you you kind of wonder if you should come back, but you know, I feel like. Jake and all those who who have have worked with you and you especially being here, I love coming back, and I I don't feel like I'm, I I hope I'm not stepping on anybody's no. toes because Never. I, I like work as you know, uh-huh. and to me this is just fun work and it keeps me in the know and I like I like to, I like to connect with you guys. Well, it's always good to have you. We do appreciate you sitting in and Bowler, like you were talking when you were talking about the jazz. I just thought, man. I, I think people are super excited about seeing this season unfold. We're not that far away. No. In fact, I'm not sure that I can remember a time before a season when a fan base was this electrified. Maybe during the finals years. Yeah, 90, 97 that, and 98, maybe the, sh- the strike-shortened season where, again, the Jazz were supposedly aging and this was going to play into their hand. Yeah. And it didn't quite work that way when I think they dropped seven. Uh, it, was a rough, it was a rough end uh, to the regular season. But... Um, you know, when you think about it, Gordon, and you've got a Donovan and a Mike Conley and a Rudy Gobert, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, and you got two three-point shooters in Boyan Bogdanovich in the left corner and Joe in the right. That's enough to excite and electrify any fan base. And then you have the Royce O'Neal, who is up and coming, and you've got a, a George Niang, who intrigues me, and then you bring in Moutier, and you bring in uh, Jeff Green and Ed Davis. I mean, there is a reason for excitement and again it's on paper right now but when you stare at it you just kind of there's a wow factor i i I don't like i said i don't wish days away but i'm excited to get into camp i'm excited to see what preseason brings uh a couple of interesting road games uh one in milwaukee and one in new orleans to see our old friend Derek favors in preseason play we're going to get a good taste i think early and those 10 games that start the regular season are against some of the elite in the West and the East. I think answers come early in this season, and the schedule bodes well. There's not a lot of tough road games in the sense of long long stretches. There's a five-gamer in November. But last year, you remember, we were on the road most yeah. of November and December. Yeah. 23 games you on the road. You were a stranger, man. You were oh. gone the whole time. 23 games before Christmas. And I think there's more balance that maybe, I think, plays into the hands of the Utah Jazz this year. Yeah. Well, we got college football coming up, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then the Jazz camp is going to start, and then we're on our way, Bowler. This is going to be who's your, a Who's your pick? I know you don't want to get into that, but BYU, look, home field gives me three but i think utah is better than byu by three uh, yeah, I so do too. Uh, until they prove prove all i think most football pro procrastinate what do you call that pro, pro- prognosticate prog- thank you thank or, you or if we procrastinate i was a procrastinator the whole game exactly but look quarterbacking as chad lewis said earlier today yeah. that's where you really focus and i'm anxious to see what wilson's about and we'll see uh, the strength of Huntley and uh, the running of Moss. Uh, you're not picked 14th just for just yeah. for fun, and I, I think you, Utah's a tough, a, a tough, tough to yeah. team. It's fun to start the season this way. I think it's a great way to get going. All right, Bowler, thanks a lot for sitting in. I want to thank the folks here at Bullfrog Spas, Nate, Austin. Thanks for running the the whole show back there in the studio, and uh, thanks to all our listeners, Bowler, because if they hadn't listened. 
then we would have ended this show 18 years 18 ago. years ago so. that's what it is the, the fans are the big show that's right the listeners are the big show that's right i'll leave it at that